The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. Added almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Alabama! Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey kids, there's only five more days till yak shaving day. I can hardly wait. So start decorating your house with disposable diapers. And remember to stuff dad's rubber boots with coleslaw. Then, on Kilted Jack's Eve, if you look real closely, you just might catch a glimpse of the shaven yak on his enchanted canoe. But don't forget to leave a heaping bowl of hot lather by the sink. Bob Seska! Merry Christmas, groovy listeners. This is Smokey Robinson. Have a super happy Christmas and a most successful coming year. The Bob Seska Show! And God bless the United States. Hello, 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 everybody. It's a, uh, another slow news day. Hello, Bob. Hello, Rachel. Uh, it is Tuesday, December 12, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's Bubble Genius. I'm sitting here looking at my Hillary Clinton soap from Bubble Genius. Go out and buy lots of soap for the holidays. Uh, we are also brought to you by my favorite razors in the world. That's right. Harry's razors. Uh, so great these things are for the holidays, uh, for gift giving and things like that. Uh, for my dad's birthday last month, I got him some Harry's razors, and he loves them. Of course, I do too. The holidays are great, except when it comes to finding the right gift, especially for men. This year, Harry's is offering both limited edition and custom shave sets for a guy's gift that's practical, personal, and impressive, and something he'll see every day. I'm now a longtime Harry's fan. I love, love, love my Harry's razor. It's super comfortable in my hand and on my face. It's the lubricated five-blade cartridges that, and that amazing smelling shave drill. It's the closest shave imaginable. I even like the packaging, and Harry's gift, gift sets come in a handsome design gift boxes starting at just $10. Harry's even has great stocking stuffers, and you can personalize your Harry's gift with a choice of colors and now limited edition holiday covers, including one with a uh, winter chrome and emerald green handle. And you can make your Harry's gift even more personal with engraving on that handle. Even the gift box can be customized to suit the person you're gifting. Over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's, and they agree Harry's means high-quality products at a very, very reasonable price. And it's even more reasonable right now for the good people who listen to this show. That's you. Harry's will knock 5 bucks off your order when you shop through harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. 
This holiday, give Harry's and give Handsome. Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C right now. That's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. All right. Uh, God, it's Trump Crisis Day 270. Or two, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> 327. Also a little dyslexic today, I guess. Been 73 days since the Republicans allowed the CHIP program to expire. That's 8.9 million kids without health care. And now, without any further ado, TV's Buzz Burbank. Yes, here we go. Calling Buzz the Galaxy's greatest hero. Skilled, courageous, and ever vigilant. Leaping into action, Buzz hurtles to the rescue. Yep. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. These are the adventures of Buzz the Star Command. Yeah, there he is. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Yes, I'm here to leap against evil. And, oh, and also, man. I loved I loved your uh, your sacrilegious uh, Christmas opening. Oh yes, uh, today. Uh, <laughs> and and we, should, we, we should add to that, uh, of mm. course, Happy Hanukkah, since Hanukkah begins this year uh, this evening at sundown as we record this program. By yeah. the time a lot of people are listening, Hanukkah will have already begun. And, and, and uh, what's yeah. uh, and, really important is my my yeah. attorney is a Jew. So uh, yes, yes, and uh, two of our uh, network executives at the Realm Network are, are Jewish, and I know uh, Bob. Honestly, I know a lot of uh, Jewish people listen to this program, so uh, we're good with the Jews. That's right. That's right. We're all set. <laughs> all of our Jewish friends. Thank you. Just, just like Mister and Mrs. Roy Moore. <laughs> Thank you so much to our Jewish friends. Uh, okay, you know, and, and you mentioned the uh, Ren and Stimpy bit at the top of the right. show. Yes. Uh, okay, let, I just always have to mention this every time Ren and Stimpy comes up. Uh, John Chris Falusi, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, is a genius. He's also one of yeah. the biggest assholes in the world. I found by experience that often goes hand in hand. <laughs> it, doesn't that that's suck? Why, that's why I'm glad I'm only moderately talented. <laughs> That's right. So you can be just, <laughs> right. just moderately unfriendly. You could just be exactly. moderately an asshole. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so much to get to. As I said, the thing about the attorney being a Jew, that's that's a Roy Moore story that we're going to have to get to here right. Uh, right. Uh, before too long. But you know, right out of the shoot, I did want to mention, I wanted to thank Stephanie Miller and John Fugelsang and Frangela and Yanira Johnson and the entire gang at uh, Sexy Liberal Resistance Tour for inviting me up. I'm I'm oh, sure. relatively relieved that I didn't screw up the entire show by by opening it up and telling my story about how uh <laughs> Donald Trump is teabagging Putin's balls. I got to say those <laughs> those words and I got to say them twice on stage uh-huh. in front of a group of like five thousand people. Was that before or after you were photographed with Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> That was, uh, you know what, just after I was photographed with Nancy Pelosi, but she, of course, was not there when I was talking Ah, about ah. talking about teabagging and your parents will be very relieved to hear that. Yeah. I'm so glad because my mom was tweeting me the day before, not tweeting, but texting me and saying, Uh is sexy liberal on TV? She actually, she she wrote to me, sexy liberal on TV. And I said, quite frankly, I'm relieved that there hasn't been anybody. I would. Well, I I know what you're saying, but I was just going to suggest before I heard that story that uh, you guys slap that up and, and uh, let, let a lot of other people watch online. Even if you, charge for that uh, i think a lot of people who are not able to physically attend would like to attend and and you know witness that show and by the way i just want to add i would 
do anything for Stephanie Miller. And I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. So you've gone to Stephanie Miller to do some fundraising, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> And then, of course, we also have what's uh, what's going on down the election day today in Alabama. Uh, in Alabama. Uh, and uh, so there's that going on, too. And, of course, because we're doing this show Tuesday about midday, the election right. returns won't start coming in until tonight. And most people listen to this show uh, a day late or three days late or sometimes even a week late where they just binge listen to all of the episodes in a row. And it, nobody you know, knew, by the way, as Trump would say, nobody knew how this would turn out. <laughs> right. Nobody nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I mean, a lot of you are going to be hearing this late and you're going to know the right. results of the election after right. we do, because, of course, before the election now it's a whole space time continuum thing that is all very very but, confusing and that does but that doesn't make the conversation about this any less relevant because right. uh, what we say here today will probably apply well will no doubt apply whether he was elected or defeated the same principles will will be in play i believe well i think today is the day when uh, and certainly the the election last month was a big deal uh, as far as these this whole thing goes but in terms of the makeup of congress and in terms of how the federal government at that political level, handles sexual assault allegations. Today is going to be a huge day to really, mm-hmm. to really decide on on what is a referendum in terms of what is acceptable behavior from our national leaders and what is not acceptable behavior from our national leaders. And fortunately, we have yet another example this morning. I should say unfortunately, because it's the president of the United States who's now stepped into... Further incriminating himself. Yeah. uh, Just a horrendous, horrendous tweet (laughs) from Donald Trump this morning. And Uh once again, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost like that uh, flashy zapper denuralizer thing from the Men in Black movies, where every time (laughs) Trump tweets something, it's like Will Smith holds up that little flashy thing, zaps it, and then we forget about everything that happened beforehand. (laughs) It blinds you temporarily. Exactly right, and erases your memory, everything prior to the tweet. So this is what Donald Trump tweeted this morning. By now, I'm sure you've seen it. Lightweight Mm -hmm. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. A total flunky for Chuck Schumer and someone who would come to my office, quote unquote, begging for he still doesn't know how to do the dick quotes. He doesn't no, know. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't quite know he how doesn't. to do the scare quotes. But just enough to assure us he's a dick. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, Begging for campaign contributions not so long ago. And then in parentheses, and this is the salient portion of the tweet. Yes. And would do anything for them is now in the <laughs> ring fighting against Trump. Referring to himself in the third person, which he's been doing a lot of recently. Very disloyal to Bill and Crooked Dash used. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not Who quite knows? sure. Have you been able to figure out what the used no, part no, is? No, no, I've, I've studied it and studied it. I thought, okay, uh, maybe it's an abbreviation for something. U.S. Yeah. Education Department. I, I don't know, but <laughs> it, that doesn't make sense. So I'm just going to assume that as occasionally happens, his brain explodes. <laughs> right i choose to think that too i I, uh-huh. I really honestly hope that that was the case that trump's brain just exploded inside his skull cavity clearly uh just now oozing out of his ear his little tiny brain just popped out of his ear again like stimpy and ren and stimpy but, i would uh, like to see it drawn that way yes <laughs> so we have this horrendous tweet from uh from donald trump where he's basically implying that uh that a united states senator was offering sexual favors to him to trump you- 
Right, you know, you know what you know what he means. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. yeah, right, right. So, so this is not only uh, this is not only Donald Trump nudge, Im- n- implying n- right nudge nudge wink wink wink, wink, wink right yeah right. <laughs> right implying that Kirsten Gillibrand again a sitting United States senator is, from the is, state of is, is she a goer? Is that, That's as the right. Sketch goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, right, sure, and and so th- he's implying that she's a slut, but at the same right, time, right. here's the really subtle subtext of what he's saying here: that okay. Kirsten Gillibrand was offering to have sex with him, as if he yeah. has got some sort of sexual power that she that she wants to be a part. Of. Like she is, he is so hot. You know, with his Barney Rubble hair and ill-fitting suits and his orange clown makeup, that that she couldn't resist. That her panties were flying off. In no, in the just look of- at him. Look at him walking away in those white golf pants. Who who doesn't who doesn't want to break off a piece of that? <laughs> right. Holy God, this is one of the most horrendous things. And we always say this. You know, whenever Trump does something like this, we always say, "Oh my God, it's the worst thing he's ever done." And it's it's actually kind of true because he keeps raising the stakes, and uh, and that doesn't mean Trump stakes. Um, when we get into Trump Russia later, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how those stakes are going to turn into a constitutional crisis because I think that's yeah. where we're we're kind of leading at this point. But let's talk about now the reaction to uh, to Donald Trump's tweet which to me is almost as important as Trump's tweet itself because well, sure and and I just want to interject that in so doing he really did further incriminate himself uh, in terms of uh, b- the bragging he did on the Access Hollywood video yeah. uh and and the uh, now 19 accusations against him mm-hmm. uh, 16 of which have been around for a while these women have uh, dragged themselves out there uh, more than once now to uh, to say why is this guy president? So there's a tremendous momentum there. But please uh, continue on this uh, equally important journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the the responses were shocking to me because this is the first time that we're starting to see people, official people, uh, some people who were kind of on the Trump train during the election, and some mm-hmm. people who have been resistant to go so far as to use words like sexism and resignation and, and <laughs> words like that. We're going to start off here with what I think is the most powerful response of the morning, other than, okay. of course, Kirsten Gillibrand's response. We're going to start with uh, Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe this morning. Uh, which I thought was a, a really excellent uh, response to this whole thing, and knowing that it's possible that Donald Trump was actually watching this. Oh, yeah, yeah, entirely possible. Yeah, yeah, it makes it even more delicious. Here is uh, Mika Brzezinski. So President Trump uh, just tweeted about Senator Kirsten Gillibrand after she called for him to resign yesterday amid sexual misconduct allegations. This is the President of the United States tweet. Lightweight Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, a total flunky for Chuck Schumer and someone who would come to my office begging for campaign contributions not so long ago and would do anything for them. Let's be clear here as I take a sip of coffee. Uh-huh. What Donald Trump? How Donald Trump is going to react to this is to say, "I never said that she offered sexual favors. I never said right. that." And and he can say that with the the way he worded it, which I'm sure he feels was extremely clever. Yeah, right. Well, he doesn't know the definition of the word anything because in the tweet right here, he said, would do anything for them, which is right. 
Which is to say, anything would then also include, well, it would include a lot of things. It would include everything. And, and in saying that it would be everything, that also means sex like that right. and that's i think that's where we're all getting this obviously and and right. as you said it was the eric idol thing went, went especially in this especially in this climate to to say that in this climate is a knowing thing is an intentional thing yes uh so he would i uh, taking advantage of this climate i think he used that phrase to infer that gillibrand is a slut yeah. Plus, it's going to be again. It's going to be Donald Trump's usual go-to, which is who me? I, I, what did I right. do? I didn't do right. anything. I didn't right. do anything exactly. wrong. Exactly. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, let's continue with uh, Mika Brzezinski here this morning. Is now fighting against Trump. Very disloyal to Bill and crooked. Used. Exclamation point. <laughs> Used. Um. Okay, so I just want to I, I just want to say something beyond the fact that that is reprehensible that the president of the United States would say something so derogatory and disgusting about a woman. We're not surprised, Mr. President. You do it all the time. You treat women terribly, and you treat the women around you even worse. And you treat women like punching bags because it's fun for you because you are intimidated by women. That's your problem. But for the people who work for you. You need to act. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, good luck today in the briefing. Don't lie and do not defend the President of the United States for what he did. If you do, you have no credibility and you should step down from the Police. You should resign. It just, it makes my blood boil. It makes my blood boil. You know, Kirsten Gillibrand might be on the other side of the political aisle. She is a class act. She's a brilliant woman. She's had a great career. She's an inspiration. And he is trying to silence her by insinuating that parentheses would do anything for a political... It is so gross and beneath the office. Gabby? So this uh, this is interesting because Morning Joe... Mm-hmm. is typically or they like to pride themselves on being the most even keeled show on msnbc yeah. <laughs> this right. is the show we're gonna wait yeah. and see it's always on morning joe we're gonna wait and see what happens before we react maybe we should all take a breath before we say anything and see where this all goes that's usually the response that we get on morning joe in a, right. on occasions like this but now this has gone well. so far that finally they're just they're just letting fly. Have you, as you have said before, Trump loves pushing those buttons, those it, liberal yeah. buttons. And mm-hmm. and so he delights in this. Uh, and now he's denying that he watches this program, even though there was a fascinating account uh, <laughs> this past week of, yeah. of what goes on in the White House and his media coverage. And by the way, he will hear those comments because uh, the article revealed that he has a super TiVo that records... <laughs> All of the 24-7 news channels all of the time and uh, apparently is programmed to pull out specific clips uh, yeah. so he can, you know, pretty much stay stay up, you know, to, to round out his four to eight hours of viewing a day. Yeah. The Super TiVo cracks me yes. up. Like, what the yes. hell is that? Is there any <laughs> such thing? What, did he borrow one from DARPA? Well, or is it, DARPA it is, developing it, a super big one? You know, I've often wondered, I, uh, you know, I don't know how these things work, uh, but I understand the shows like, I wonder how it shows like the daily show and that's sort of, how do they collect? Do they just record? Yeah. Well, apparently there is software that allows you to record many networks at the same time and apparently seek out specific material 
then afterward. Uh, how that's done, I leave to the computer geniuses, but <laughs> but I but I understand that it exists. Yeah. Well, there, there's actually a website. There's a uh, a service for TV newscasts, and ah. and certainly for for uh, shows like The Daily Show and so on. And we used to use it occasionally uh, for the daily banter, where you can just go and you can find clips from the entire day of news. In fact, there is there is a company that they they must sit there with a bunch of those goddamn super TiVos right. and they record right. everything and then break them up into little clips so you can watch mm-hmm. them. But yeah, so, so you're not that, you're not like Trump. You don't record TV all day. <laughs> no, it's like you know what? Okay. It's like uh, you know, it's like ne- Lexus Nexus or Nexus Lexus right. for. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. What I, that yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. Right. And so, meanwhile, here, uh, here is the senator's response herself. This is Senator yes. Gillibrand during a press conference this morning. It was a sexist smear attempting to silence my voice, and I will not be silenced on this issue. Neither will the women who stood up to the president yesterday, and neither will the millions of women who have been marching since the Women's March to stand up against policies they do not agree with. I see it as a, sex, a sexist smear. I mean, that's what it is. And it's part of the president's effort at name-calling. And it's not going to silence me. It's intended to silence me. It's not going to silence the women who have stood up against him directly. And it's not going to silence the millions of women out there who have been speaking out every day since his inauguration about things they disagree with. Thank you guys so much. Senator, Republican leaders have been reluctant to even acknowledge the allegations against the president. I don't know It's the right thing to do. And these allegations should be investigated. They should be investigated thoroughly. Yep. Uh, that is the right thing to do. And I am urging them to do that. And as should their constituents. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, she's uh, sticking to her guns that we should have a uh, congressional investigation into all this, which I don't believe is going to carry any weight whatsoever until after the midterms next year. But yeah. certainly, yeah, I, sadly, that's the case. And uh, you know, I'm I, I think our greatest concern right now is the 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 danger that the Mueller investigation is in. I know you're getting to that, but uh, for me, uh, in the midst of all these tweets, which have become so typical of Trump. Uh, that's the, my overriding concern remains this uh, sort of pending constitutional crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and and the reason I brought that up is because the same reluctance to investigate, uh, the sexual allegations against Donald Trump, uh, is the same resistance uh, to, uh, impeachment or, or anything, any further, for that matter, any further investigation of the president's campaign. Meanwhile, uh, Elizabeth Warren responded. She said, uh, are you yes. really trying to, she's addressing Donald Trump himself. Are you really trying to bully, intimidate and slut shame Senator Gillibrand? Do you know who you're picking a fight with? <laughs> Good luck with that real Donald Trump. Nevertheless, hashtag she persisted. So that's another uh, fantastic response there. And Excellent. then, uh, yeah, so you know, I, I as you were saying, I don't I don't necessarily believe that this is going any sort of investigation is going to go anywhere until the Republicans really stand up and start to speak out in unison with the Democrats against Trump's behavior, not only in terms of his sexual assault allegations, but also in terms of his overall behavior as president, because it's not just about what he has done to all of these women. And we heard from three of them yesterday. It's how he's talking about it, too. And to to address these allegations the way he did this morning only worsens and confirms 
the allegations. And that's what continues to boggle my mind, Buzz, is that he keeps basically behaving in a way that confirms all of it. He's not doing anything to to walk back any of these claims. Bob, he's an idiot. Yeah. So you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get that. Uh, and 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 sadly, and and very sadly, in fact, we become accustomed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just it, it's it's just more of the same from him. But very concerning. And 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 about the investigation or lack thereof of the sexual allegations against Donald Trump, uh, push could conceivably come to shove since uh, the latest uh, Quinnipiac poll shows that seventy percent of uh, registered voters in this country do think there should be an investigation into the allegations against Donald Trump. Yep. And if if people <laughs> with with things heating up as they are, <laughs> uh if if people start uh showing up about this the way they are against the tax bill, yep. uh th- then I think uh, there is at least a chance that uh this mad that particular madness can be stopped. Speaking of that tax bill, I almost had a uh, a red alert moment this morning when uh, Rand Paul issued a tweet in which he said he's not going to support any legislation that adds to the deficit. Now, he uh-huh. was talking about the spending bill, these <laughs> continuing resolutions. They, they signed one just the other day that lasts uh-huh. another two weeks, uh, and he's coming out against uh, voting for the next one. And uh, But I and, thought well, he was... That's yeah. a tweet that can be used against him now. Yeah, exactly. And I thought he was tweeting about the tax bill because, of course, the tax bill adds a trillion dollars to the deficit. So right, and that's so. okay. That's yeah. what you're, you're talking about. Bob, we're talking about robbing from the poor to give to the rich. That's important. Yeah, that's right. I mean, for God's sake, do what Rand Paul says we mm. should absolutely do, which is to vote against legislation that adds to the deficit unless unless it's a tax cut for corporations and the super wealthy then in that case you know vote away <laughs> support everything you want uh meanwhile oh yeah i meant to mention uh, gretchen carlson's reaction yes. she said oh, yes. uh, gretchen carlson calls trump's tweet absolutely disgusting i mean at what point at what point i don't know it's, it's just sometimes i I, I've been vacillating between feeling encouraged and feeling completely hopeless. That is my state of mind the best since uh, we last spoke, Buzz. That has been... It's- I, I, if I may, I'll tell you what, what really has me uh, cheered up. And uh, In addition to the progress of the Mueller investigation, whatever its fate may be, it, that, that heartens me. But my latest, uh, I think maybe for me, the happiest news of the week is that Donald Trump is going to get an official government physical exam. Yeah, right. Uh, and, uh, oh, my gosh, that, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> there could be, because that gets published, and uh, it, I don't think it can be altered or changed or censored in any way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, certain things are always withheld if they're a bit personal, but we've heard about presidents having things removed from, from uh, unpleasant places. And so, uh, you know, these are quite detailed reports. And the first official report, we're never going to get to see his taxes, but we yeah. are finally going to get to see his medical report. This uh, wild-looking doctor that they had, I guess, you know, I don't mean to judge people by their looks. I'm I'm judging it based on the guy's looks plus what he said and did. Yeah. Uh, the report that he put out on, on Donald Trump's health, uh, he admits now that he wrote in the back of a limousine in about five minutes. <laughs> That's and, right. And and he called. He said that if Trump were elected, and I'm paraphrasing here, he would be the healthiest person ever elected to the presidency of the United States. Yeah. This is the guy who eats, as we discussed last week, the two Big Macs, the mm. two uh, filet of fish, and the chocolate shake. 
uh, that guy, or occasionally a bucket of KFC. Uh, this is the guy. And by the way, and we, by the way, we have Elvis. We're living. Elvis is in the White House. That's I mean, right. Yeah, he's he's very very Elvis at this point, and that's that's part of this too. Is that he can't can't see can't see immediately around him, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see if uh, if Trump is physically fit enough to continue as president of the United States. Uh, that uh, that seems conceivable to me, considering his girth and uh, his <laughs> diet. And the fact that he very proudly brags that he never exercises, yeah. Um, we shall see. We'll see what the official, what the government doctors and, and Walter Reed uh, have to say about his health. And I am so we're not going to get to see his taxes, like I said, but I'm <laughs> so excited about getting to see this. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, Buzz, but you know that crazy doctor uh, that uh-huh. Trump went to uh, last time around. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. He has officially changed his name to Dr. Walter Reed, so. <laughs> <laughs> Foiled again. <laughs> That's right, right. Hi, everybody. That guy. Uh, okay, so uh, the the Democrats are introducing legislation to investigate sexual assault allegations against Donald Trump. That's uh-huh. that's good news, although it won't really go anywhere. I mean, yep. this is we're in such a cultural shift right now, and. You know what? This is something that I believe transcends politics. Uh-huh. And if the Republicans uh-huh. yeah. don't climb aboard this and they and they decide to side with people like Roy Moore and people like Donald Trump, they are going to get even more destroyed next year, which is on one hand fine with me. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. I mean, it's it's uh, like lemmings off a cliff or however that goes. Uh, they, they're they're walking into their own extinction, but right now they don't care. And 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 this reminds me a great deal of corporate executives having worked yeah. for corporations, right. and one in particular. Uh, what you learn is, and it's not uh, exclusive to this organization. Uh, it's this way, I think, almost everywhere. Uh, the executives, the suits at the top of big companies, don't look at the long term ever. They look at the next quarter. Yeah, yeah. The next exactly quarter. Right represents whether or not they're going to keep their job. So their vision of the future is very, very, very short-sighted. And uh, the the same kind of thinking applies here. It's it's very short-sighted. Yeah, it absolutely applies to Donald Trump. I mean, that makes a lot of sense that he would have that same nearsighted, short-sighted glitch that uh, everything is, uh, as we keep saying, the eternal now, where Donald Trump doesn't think about the consequences and he doesn't think about anything that came before it. It's just what's happening in front of him at that moment and how best to to extricate himself from from that quicksand pit of his own making, right? The the eternal now. And I've also been saying what you've been saying about this isn't about politics. I said this on a show this morning. Mm -hmm. It's not about politics. It's it's about crime. It's about national security. Yeah, and it's it's every citizen's responsibility. And I'll again invoke uh, Barack Obama, who said this past week that Americans uh, must uh, know what's going on, be aware, and then vote. Yeah, and and uh, you and I do that, and the people listening to this program do that, and we're doing our best to get the word out. And we would ask, I think uh, you'd agree that we'd ask the, the people listening to this program to do what they can to get other people, uh, people off the couch, uh, to to take part in this democracy and to be more aware. Encourage your friends and family, uh, and by whatever means possible, yeah. uh, everyone you see, uh, to be aware of what's going on and to b- live up to your citizen responsibility 
to be involved in that. And it's really now's the time because what we're staring down the barrel of is something we're going to talk about here shortly. But what we're staring down the barrel of is the slow emergence of authoritarian Donald Trump. And you may have thought, well, he's been acting like a uh, an authoritarian since he was inaugurated or even <laughs> some would argue even before then. Uh, <laughs> but since he's been inaugurated, he's been acting this way. Quite honestly, this has been what's what's past his pro prologue what is beginning right now with the softening of the ground for firing robert Mueller, Mm -hmm. is where everything is going to go haywire we haven't i mean i hate to be that guy i hate to be the the cup half empty guy but Mm -hmm. what we are seeing is the slow emergence of donald trump turning into an absolute demon Far beyond what we have seen so far. The the battle over Robert Mueller is going to erupt in ways that we can't even begin to predict at this point. Well, it seems I have thoughts on this as well. And and while it may seem slow to us in the overall timeline, and for people who are not paying attention as closely as you and I do and others, uh, for them, this is happening very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, we watched the other night. We watched the uh, Rudolph animated special <laughs> yes. the other night. And then what we watched is, on demand, we saw the uh, Rudolph's Shiny New Year sequel to Rudolph uh-huh, the Red Nose Reindeer. Because there were so many unanswered questions <laughs> in the original story. And they doubled down on all the assholish behavior from everyone around Rudolph. Everyone, every right. human in these specials, they're just dicks. They're all, you know what they are? They're all Donald Trump. Santa Claus is Donald Trump. Blitzen is Donald Trump. Donner, I don't know. All, whoever Rudolph's father's name is, I don't know which what, did, reindeer that is. But Did any of them have a, a, like a scruffy beard uh, and uh, must up hair and red splotches on their face? Right. Was there one like that? <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, which I, reminds me, I got to. I'm sorry, I want to hear that. But but speaking of Steve Bannon, he went to uh, Alabama <laughs> to tell the people of Alabama not to listen to outsiders tell them how to vote. Yeah, just just process that. I know. And then anyway, back to, back to the Rudolph sequel. Well, then, but you know what? Bannon stu- <laughs> stuck it to Ivanka Trump yesterday. I don't know if you saw that too, but he stared right yeah. into the camera and said. There's a special place in hell for people who vote against Roy Moore, right. and right, he, with right, a, like a little bit of a wink and a, and a nod right into the camera, uh, as if you know. And there's some weird things happening with Ivanka Trump right now, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. So we were watching the Rudolph's Shiny New yes. Year is the one where the there's sequel, yes. yeah, where there's another child that has some sort of physical oddity that everyone makes of fun of throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing, like assholes, fake news. They're all shouting, and uh, at one point they're riding along on top of a whale. So. Mm-hmm. So, so very trippy. Uh, All of the characters are riding on top of a whale that has a clock embedded into his tail for some reason. And uh, and one of the characters is a guy in a a knight in shining armor with a really long beard. And it's really a sad moment because Happy the Baby New Year has just been taken away by the vulture again, the evil vulture. Sure. (laughs) So they're Somebody, chasing. I think that happened in 2017, actually. Yeah, this is a. By the way, this is all to just set up a new wacky sound that I have here. So don't <laughs> don't get your hopes up that this is going to go anywhere good. Uh, so so it's raining and it's the 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 lowest point in the story for all the characters, and it just. It made me laugh the laugh of all laughs. The the knight in shining armor, they're all lamenting their situation. And then the knight in shining armor, whatever that character's name is, in the most melodramatic way possible, shouts, Hopeless! Which I think is so perfect for... Hopeless! 
I think it's so appropriate to satisfy the or to describe the mood that I'm in right now regarding Donald Trump. I I understand, you know, and I get worn down. We've talked yeah. about that. Other people get worn down. I'm never completely without hope, though. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I keep thinking there's going to be a way around this. I, I like, I, I have a theory about this, uh, uh, if we have time or I can wait. But uh, it, it is that uh, maybe I was wrong about yeah. how this is going to go like Watergate. Mm-hmm. Because in Watergate, there was a point at which the Republicans in Congress saw Nixon as unjustifiable. Yeah. And in addition to being a political liability for them, uh, they just, they, from what they could see in front of them, it, defending him or protecting him in any way was no longer justified and they abandoned yeah. him. And we lived more or less happily ever after for many, many years. And here we are again, this time, as you're indicating here, uh, I don't know if the Republicans are ever going to turn because they are getting away with everything they ever wanted to do for as long as they can keep this going. Trump said, uh, send me a tax bill. I'll sign it. I, you know, we won't read it. You know, he's agreed to sign whatever they send him. Yeah. Which, as I said, I am extremely. <laughs> That's right. I'm extremely hopeless. You. You, but, you just vindicated my hopelessness, Buzz. Thank you very well, much. I know. I said, I understand where it's coming from, but I still think there's hope. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's certainly good news, and we'll all latch ourselves to that vicariously. Uh, okay. You know what else is uh, is good news is uh, there's Omaha Steaks for the holidays, which is uh, one of my favorite gifts to give at the holiday season, mainly because if something goes horribly awry, Omaha Steaks has the best customer service in the world. So... If something goes uh, horribly awry with your uh, Omaha Steaks order for the holidays, you can just call them up and they'll make it right. The good news is the holidays are coming. The bad news is that gift giving is hard. Yeah. What's a what's a great gift, Buzz, when you're stuck? Of course it's meat. Omaha. Meat. That's right. Lots of meat and free sausage. We'll get to that in a second. Your gifts will arrive at just the right time for just the right price and with no hassle and no trips to the mall. And right now, because you listen to my show... You can get the family gift pack at a savings of 75% for just $49.99. Here's all the meat you get. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, which if you invite me over to your house, you better put those under lock and key because I'm going to eat all of them. Uh, Four caramel apple tartlets and a packet of Omaha steak seasoning. And again, because you listen to this show, an extra four kielbasa sausages for free. Wow. There's, yeah, as far as holiday gift giving, there's no reason to be... (laughs) Because (laughs) because there's Omaha steaks. You get this amazing gift at the amazing price of $49.99. And to get this 75% discount, you have to use my code. Just type B-O-B-C in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. I've had Omaha Steaks meals many times and love them, and I've gotten great compliments on my grilling skillings, uh, thanks to Omaha Steaks. They have an, ex- an extensive menu including premium-aged beef, beef, pork, lamb, poultry, and seafood, but Omaha Steaks also has sauces and seasonings, appetizers, soups, veggies, pastas, and desserts, all made with the highest quality ingredients and 100% guaranteed. And they have over 500 other gourmet gift ideas. Right now, the family gift pack is just $49.99. If you enter the code BOBC at the search bar, omahasteaks.com, give the best gifts ever with steaks and more from Omaha Steaks. That's the promo code BOBC. The Bob Seska Show. 
Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our big uh, Tuesday show. Um, I, I talked to a lot of our listeners uh, Saturday night at the Erbst Theater in San Francisco during the, uh, the meet and greet. Everyone wanted to say hi to Buzz. Oh, how nice. Well, hi back. T- tell, tell, tell Buzz we all said hi. And oh, then they nice. said, hey, you know what's weird is Buzz is the announcer on the show, and he's on the show. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's true. What about it? And they said, well, it's it's kind of weird, isn't it? And it's I weird. Said, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, but the whole show is weird. <laughs> I, just, I, just spent, I just spent the last 10 minutes playing see, this. <laughs> that's, see, that's weird. We were hoping no one would notice. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's one of those things where I was going... <laughs> oh, that's true. I had no idea that was on my own show. Well, now it's going to get weirder because we're going to talk about Alabama. What's going on in yeah. Alabama? Uh, okay, where to begin with Roy Moore v. <laughs> Doug Jones, uh, big election day in Alabama. I swear to God, Buzz, I'm on the edge of my seat with this. I have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. No one, no one does. I, you know, where we last left it, uh, I think uh, there were uh, two polls, one showing. Uh, one of the candidates nearly 10 points up on the other, and yeah. another poll that showed the other candidate 10 points up on, on his opponent. That's right. Uh, and, and so, honestly, and, and there there isn't a lot of reliable polling in Alabama, uh, you know, because with the, what with the canoeing involved and, and everything. Uh, <laughs> so they don't, it's harder to get the numbers. It's <laughs> got all the canoeing in Alabama! <laughs> I will tell I will tell you that the the Doug jo- the the poll that favors Doug Jones included included mobile phones included the cell phones, and so it got a wider demographic of voters than uh, the poll that shows more in the lead. That only got landlines uh, surveyed, and that oh tends to be an, an older crowd of voters. Oh my God, you sir. You do that canoeing. I'm I'm pissing myself right now. Over the- I'm I'm still waiting for the banjo music. <laughs> how is uh How is Doug Jones going to do with the canoeing vote? Alabama. <laughs> oh God. I don't uh, know, but I saw, and th- this is the kind. Here, you want hope? I'll give you something that g- that gives hope. Okay. Uh, there was a a guy, uh, a peanut farmer in Alabama, standing uh-huh. outside a Roy Moore rally last night. It was the last Roy Moore rally. And he held up a picture of his daughter, who is a lesbian. And he was buttonholing the Moore supporters who were coming into that venue to to be part of that rally. Yeah. And and referring to Moore's uh, more than once reference to the fact that homosexuals are uh, are sinners, are are uh, perverts. It was his word, perverts. And uh, so this this peanut farmer. Who said he has said he had said his share of unkind things to his daughter about this? Uh, was outside this arena asking people how they could see his daughter as a pervert with her with her wow. photograph there, and and so even and I remember you know I remember a comedy bit that I've seen on on uh, YouTube somewhere I don't know who does this. But it's a it's the liberal redneck. He's it's a, oh yeah, it's, it, yeah yeah who 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 makes our point who who agrees with us on on issues, uh, but says it in the style of Southerners who don't agree with us. And yeah, it's 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 high, it's it's entertaining, but it's also a good lesson. And I whenever I see one of his videos, I have my fingers crossed that. Uh, one of his kin will see that that video mm-hmm. and and perhaps be influenced by it. So 
uh, to see these people of the earth, this peanut farmer, uh, campaigning against Moore on behalf of his lesbian daughter is amazing. Yeah. And it shows that things really have changed whether uh, segments of our society care to accept it or not. Yeah, and did you see Richard Shelby, the other senator from Alabama, yes. basically yes. came out and said, hey, look, there's no way I'm supporting Roy Moore here. Right. So, and he voted early and voted not for a Democrat, but for another Republican that he just wrote in, right. knowing, knowing that really it was a vote for Democrat Doug Jones. Doug Jones, that's exactly mm -hmm. right. And of course, right. what we uh, also heard is that the Republican National Committee claimed they were following suit in their support for Roy Moore, in their financial support for Roy Moore. They were following the lead of Richard Shelby. That was a lie. Yeah, total lie, total lie. Because, of course, Richard Shelby isn't supporting Roy Moore. And so they well, were, you know, the entire Republican National Committee was basically lying to the public. And again, that includes their own people. The Republicans are not beneath lying to their own people, which Donald Trump does Every single day during every oh, rally sure. and, and on and on and on. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the woman, the Romney woman who heads the RNC, I don't remember her name right now. Right. Uh, was, uh, was called up to the White House. At one Here, here's what happened, I think. At one point, Trump, who was quiet at first, stayed out of it, didn't endorse more, was careful not to endorse more, mm -hmm. uh, realized or was told at some point, hey, if you don't get more elected, you're not going to have a votes, enough votes to get this sleazy tax plan through. That's right. And that, that sent Trump into a panic. And suddenly, Mitch McConnell, who had withdrawn his support from Roy Moore, was now suddenly, inexplicably saying, let the voters decide. That's right. And then uh, equally suddenly, the Republican National Committee started again sending its field people and money into Alabama to assist Roy Moore. What caused this turnabout? What we're reading is that the head of the RNC didn't want to turn around. She wanted to continue avoiding the support of Roy Moore. Wow. But guess what? Uh, Donald Trump is now the Republican Party, and the Republican Party, whether it always likes it or not, is now Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump is, in fact, the, the head of the Republican Party. He can basically order around the chairman of the RNC. He can tell... Even when it makes absolutely no sense. That's right. That's right. And that's why the Republicans are just digging themselves deeper and deeper mm -hmm. and deeper. Mm -hmm. And ground zero is... Alabama! That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Ground zero yeah. is Alabama, where not only are we talking about a, uh, a senatorial campaign where it's a uh, an accused child rapist versus a guy who's been tough on crime, uh, and that's Doug Jones. Uh, it's not just that. It's not just what happens in that microcosm of Alabama. This is right. a broader referendum on Trump and Trump's sure, right. sexually predatory behavior. It's a referendum right. on right. Obamacare. It's a referendum on taxes for the super wealthy. It's a, it's a referendum on everything that is attached to this tax but legislation. Mostly, but mostly it's about dating young girls. But that that is, I think, the emotional. <laughs> no, right. it, re it really yeah. is in the minds of Alabama voters. That's what this is about. And it right. just depends on on where you stand. Alabama voters equally divided. I think uh, what I was saying about the polls earlier uh, is is very encouraging. The, the Shelby thing is very encouraging. And I read another article that uh, heartened me a bit. And it was one that said, it may be that if Doug Jones were to win or this election, or if Doug Jones did win this election, that uh, it, it might well be because Alabamans reached a point 
where they realized how embarrassed they would be yeah. Yeah. in the eyes of the rest of the country to take such a stand. And it may be for all their support, except for the diehard Christians who think Moore is a diehard Christian, uh, except for them, I think uh, some people will go into the booth today and just cringe a little bit and 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 pull the lever for Doug Jones or write in a Republican or anything yeah. but vote for Roy Moore. Yeah, I mean that's what if I was a Republican and I I often try to do this. I put myself in mm-hmm. the uh, in the shoes of the opposition and and right, try to figure right. out how they they function and put myself in their mindset. And if I were one of these Alabama Republicans, that's exactly what I would do. I would walk in and I would vote for a third party candidate knowing that Doug Jones was going to get elected, but right. I would I still wouldn't be voting your, for a Democrat. In your that conscience context. would be clear on all levels if you if you did that that particular thing right and and meanwhile the the polling is just all over the place we've got monmouth tied up 46 46 emerson college has uh roy moore way up 53 44 fox news of all places has doug jones up by 10 points yes yeah survey monkey which survey monkey my favorite of all the polling outfits because <laughs> and of all the monkeys monkeys right survey monkey uh has uh doug jones up by two but then uh-huh. change research has roy moore up by six uh-huh so is there a problem with the polling yeah but that's kind of typical because we're what we're talking about is state level polling and that could right. mean anything plus of it's- course as you said the canoe vote <laughs> Right, that that factor. It's hard to paddle up the river to see, you know, to get the opinions of certain people. That's right. Uh, especially if you can't remember if their phone number is uh, two longs and a short or two shorts and a long. We just don't know. No. That's a really old reference, but I, I, I think it still works for the backwoods of Alabama. For Alabama. Alabama! Right. right. Uh, okay, so... Next thing here, making the whole thing even more interesting is Roy Moore's wife, Kayla Moore, who decided to confront the accusations that the Moores are anti-Semitic by actually going forward and saying something that's kind of anti-Semitic, which is oh, yeah. just baffling that this is actually happening. Here's, here's Kayla Moore with Roy Moore standing right behind her at a rally, I believe, uh, yesterday, late yesterday. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. While they're here. pointing The Jews in the media, yes. The Jews in the media, and she's pointing to the press pool like Trump usually does. You know, those people back there, that's what she's doing. You know, those Jews with the cameras. That's right. It's You're not helping. Alabama. You're definitely not helping, Kayla. One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> God. What? She's, what? She said proudly. Oh, my God. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That is, uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, okay. So you can defend yourself by saying, well, it's it's true. One of my attorneys is a Jew. But the fact mm-hmm. that you have pointed that out as an example for how you're not mm-hmm. anti-Semitic makes you sound even more anti-Semitic. Of course. And he has a racist past anyway. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, yeah. Right. Plus, plus uh, you know, it, it, they're... 
they're moving down this weird rabbit hole at this point mm-hmm. of semantics where they can kind of wiggle out by saying, well, I didn't really mean that, but what they really meant is how we're perceiving it, whether it's one of my attorneys, one of our attorneys is a Jew, or whether it's uh, uh, Donald Trump saying that uh, Kirsten Gillibrand would want to exchange sexual favors for uh, for campaign donations. This is just... I don't know how they expect to win on this front. I guess they're going to. I guess you can in this age where it's about the eternal now. I guess you can make a case using uh, or or actually make an accusation without actually making the accusation. That is where we are. I I guess our first task is to survive uh, this next 11 and a half months or so until, until that midterm election. As long as this 11 and a half months has been... I I don't know, you know, I don't know. And and I, so I hope for investigations, anything to change this sooner, uh, to fix this sooner, because we're okay maybe kind of today, but can we do this yeah. for another 11 and a half months? Well, let's hope, Buzz. Let's hope that, that God keeps blessing the United States. And God bless the United States. <laughs> I can't. You know what? Shesh. I I, I can't get it. I can't get it. What's your theory, boss? Because no. we haven't had a chance to talk since that went down. I, What's your theory really, on what happened? I I, re- I really think it's dentures. And by uh, the way, don't don't twish, don't tweet a uh, hashtag denture Donald. He he wouldn't like that. No. Uh, as I as I steal from another show because I just want to <laughs> I want to keep that gag going. But uh, I really think it was dentures. I honestly do. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, you know. Sure, you you might cruelly wish for worse, but 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 not me, Bob. I'm going to go with dentures. That's right. I you know mm-hmm. what? Ultimately, that's and it's funny. We talked about this on the the show. I think on Friday is that mm-hmm. you know Kimberly and I got right up close to the TV, like we were watching uh-huh. the Zapruder yeah. footage or something. So like did that. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what's going on? And we're watching it frame uh-huh. by frame. Is are his teeth moving? What's what's happening? Mm-hmm. And I, I think we finally came to the conclusion that as as you said. It's probably a tooth problem. And there's nothing wrong with uh, having dentures at all. I mean, if people want to get dentures. Although that's... although it is funny in the case of Trump, yeah. who was so incredibly vain. Yes. Uh, my wife's immediate reaction was, oh, so that's why his teeth are perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but I looked for the same side of movement. I think the movement was in the back toward his jaws. Yeah. I think that's where the dentures were coming loose. And when that happens, in order to keep them from embarrassingly falling out, uh, you're going to talk with your back teeth a little closer together, and that's mm-hmm. going to cause that United States sort of uh, pronunciation. Right. And I, I that, that is my theory. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he will be checked out at Walter Reed, yeah. where they will uh, send his dentures down to a lab and uh, hopefully fix them up, I guess. Well, you know what? To me, it was just uh, after years and years of being a bully, after years and years of mocking people yeah, all the way up right. through and including uh, right. Serge right. Kovaleski, or he was mocking uh, the resistance the other day by pretending he was like a feeble old man holding up a, mm-hmm. a, a picket mm-hmm. sign and so on. Th- you know what this is, Buzz? This is mm-hmm. karma taking mm-hmm. a, a little teeny tiny poop right yeah. in Donald Trump's mouth. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I love to I, I love I love to talk about karma and especially the yeah. aspect of it that says 
some karma is instant, as mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes you see the results right away, mm-hmm. and then there there's the kind <laughs> of karma it takes years and years and years, and it just it seems like it's never going to come, and then one day it does. Yep. And then there's the kind of karma that falls somewhere in between. You you don't you don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> no. uh, and and with Trump's advancing age and the general condition of his health, I tell you what, I pray. I think the next Trump scandal, or one of the I'll, I'll predict this. One of the Trump scandals of the coming year will involve his hair. <laughs> I, re- I just we've 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 done the teeth. I think uh, some kind of hair malfunction or injury is next. Wow, that would be so great. That would be so great. You know, I posted on uh, on Twitter yesterday a, a clip from. Uh, Anthony Atamanek doing his Donald Trump impression, but pre-president show when he was still doing Uh it for Fusion. And they do this whole bit where they go into the the hair salon to get Uh Donald Trump a haircut. And at one point, he you know he tells the cameras to turn off, but they don't turn off naturally. Right, right. And, and right. they so they take down the hair, and it's just long, like he's bald, completely bald on the top, and it's just like long golem hair hanging way yeah, well, down. Well, that 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 makes him Trumple Stillskin. <laughs> Trumple Stillskin. I blew it because that that would have been good if I could have gotten it out. Trumple Stillskin. And God bless the United States. Okay, uh, one last break. Back with yep. uh, Trump Russia right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back. Uh, who, who is that guy? Isn't isn't that guy on your show also? Yeah, he's gonna be uh, really really. How can he be? How can he be the announcer and be on the show? That's weird, Bob. That guy's gonna have a huge <laughs> podcasting career ahead of him. I predict. Uh, okay, so Lindsey Graham said that uh, if Roy uh-huh. Moore wins, it'll be the gift that keeps on giving for the Democrats, which is perfect for the holiday season because it, it calls to mind this. Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Yeah, that's true. Because there is an upside. If Roy Moore does win, I mean, yeah. we, we can perpetually bludgeon the Republicans for an entire year. Yeah, but at, but at what at what cost? At I what mean, cost? I, yeah. I, I I I hate that kind of talk because if it means passage of that horrible horrible tax bill, then no, it's not okay that Roy Moore gets elected to the Senate. Yeah, and uh, and 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 uh, there's that. I mean, as as if the allegations <laughs> against him weren't enough. Uh, if you're not going to listen to teenage girls, maybe you'll listen to your uh, then teenage girls. Maybe you'll listen to your pocketbook. Uh, yeah. 
because this is not good. This is this is bad. This is very very bad. Well, thanks a lot. I was trying to mitigate my hopelessness. You know? <laughs> Right. Well, but and the good news is, and the hope lies in the fact that we may keep Roy Moore out of the Senate. Yeah. And either way, Bob, even if Moore is defeated, they are still the party uh, that defended uh, Roy Moore and continues to defend Donald Trump. Yep, absolutely. And that's what we can hit them with, Republican and Party. Yeah, and that's not setting well with the public. I reference again the the Quinnipiac poll that says seventy percent of Americans want mm. Trump's uh, behavior investigated. Uh, that's not going to play well in that environment. I mean, almost lost in the news cycle yesterday, Buzz, was the story about uh, one friend, a, a former Vietnam veteran friend of uh, of Roy Moore, recalling a time uh-huh. where he, Roy Moore, and a couple of his buddies, they all went to a Vietnamese brothel uh, with with underage girls there, and and yeah. apparently. The one friend stayed and partook of the you know the women uh-huh. who were there, but uh-huh. this friend said that Roy Moore left. He was so disgusted by the underage girls there in the in the brothel. So, uh-huh. but I mean, not every look. Sorry, Roy. Not every woman can be a fourteen year old in a mall. Some some women are in <laughs> Vietnamese brothels. If that, I mean, it's just so it, it's so unsavory and so uh, disgusting and so seedy well here's and, the difference those girls weren't white right I right think, that's I, think a, he, I think he just that's I think what he I just mean. prefers white teenage girls yes that's exactly the point i was getting at meanwhile we've got a kentucky state representative obviously a republican who's been accused of raping a 17 year old girl this right. is a uh, this is new news coming out today. Uh, let's see who's what's this guy's name? This terrible person. So uh, state representative Dan Johnson. He's been accused of sexually assaulting a 17 year old girl at a New Year's Eve party while he was acting as her preacher. <laughs> and in defense of this, he broke out. He held a press conference this morning where he was flanked by everyone in there. I don't know what you would call them. They're Southern conservative uniforms. You know, the guys right. who are. About 50 pounds overweight who wear the baseball uh-huh. caps with the Oakley glasses on the brim and then the goatee. Those guys. Right. Flanked oh, yeah. by about a dozen of those guys. Right. Uh-huh. And then he, then he, first of all, he denies it and says, uh, no, it's no reason I would resign from office. No, I'm not going to resign. And uh-huh. then and then he started singing, oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> Literally oh, out God. loud. Like, oh, remember God. when Obama sang Amazing Grace at that service uh-huh. af- after those... Uh, after right. those people were killed in the uh, in the Baptist church, uh, he did this though with "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" as he's being accused of raping a seventeen-year-old girl. Wow. Class act, these Republicans. Yeah, and it, they've become the party of that. We're seeing the public is seeing the public that wants seventy percent uh, of which want Trump investigated for this kind of thing. They're they're tired of all of this, and they're seeing as you and I are seeing that the Republican Party embraces these fellows, mm-hmm. uh, while the Democratic Party has just in the past week. Uh, or so, uh, sacrificed two of its biggest names. Yep. Uh, the the what the Democrats are trying to say as they try to forget their defense of Bill Clinton. What the Democrats are trying to say is that uh, in our party we take action and we we have zero tolerance for that exactly. sort of thing. Yep. Uh, while uh, the other guys uh, embrace this, they endorse these guys. They give them money. To get elected with, and they protect them. Uh, which which party sits better with your morality? Yep, that's exactly right, and uh, and that's why I see the resignation of Al Franken as being not 
necessarily a, a terrible, terrible thing. It's disappointing, yeah, no. and and certainly we lose a a real fighter, a smart guy, and a and a real uh, I think uh, I, I think a champion for yeah. you know the the Paul Wellstone legacy. I think that's yes. so important, and yes. and we lost him, and that's that's horrible, and I, I feel there, horrible yeah, for. Was- there was just no getting out of it. He, yeah. he, I mean, I feel the same way. I still think he was railroaded. I think a lot of the charges against him are BS. And I'm a guy who tends to believe the, the, the accusers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's my default position, but there've been hinky things. Let's admit, it. I mean, yeah. more than any of the other cases, there've been hinky things in the accusations against Al Frank. And still, I, I know he couldn't be protected. There are a lot of people who are, who haven't gotten over yet the law of Al Franken and I understand that because we were so counting on him we so needed and still mm-hmm. do need him but we cannot use him anymore That's right. uh, and and uh, he was however tragically and it was tragic uh, a human sacrifice uh, for the Democratic Party uh, so that it could take a higher moral ground if possible yep absolutely that's absolutely 100 percent my position on this and and so i think we're going to see a very positive upside emerging from all of this and and uh just at the Either right way, time yeah. i think yeah mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely well speaking of a of tragedy here's another tragedy this what's becoming a war against robert Mueller, uh mm-hmm. originating yeah. oh, with the republican party on mass breitbart certainly in fox news channel what they're doing is they're softening the ground for Trump to fire Mueller. They're laying the groundwork. They're making it so that uh, there's, at least among the 35%, there's popular support. So, uh, yeah, uh, 35% of the time it works 100% of the time, to quote, to quote Anchorman. That is, uh, that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get 100% of their 35% to support the idea of getting rid of the special counsel uh, right. over the justification is absolutely insane insofar as they're saying that uh, Robert Mueller is a is a, a political uh, a political prosecutor that his uh, his team this supports. Is crazy. Yeah, his, his team yeah, supports Hillary he's, Clinton, he's, and he's a Republican who was widely respected and praised by by Republicans as well as Democrats. Uh, as you know, Gingrich endorsed the selection of Mueller at the yeah. beginning of this, and now uh, Gingrich uh, because. Party is more important than country. Yeah. Uh, Gingrich is now saying uh, that Mueller is biased, uh, and it's just because that's what the tribe—the tribe has spoken. Yep. Uh, and and uh, this is what that tribe has decided, and and uh, there's just there's no stopping them. Again, facts and reality just don't matter. Uh, it's what the tribe needs for its survival and its dominance. And that's the only thing that matters here. Mm -hmm. Everything else is out the window. Yeah. And what we're looking at is a major constitutional crisis on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is if if Trump fires Mueller, it's going to be challenged in court, number one. Mm -hmm. Two, it's Mm -hmm. going to be challenged. Yeah. Thank God. Right. And also challenged in Congress, where I think Congress is going Mm -hmm. to want to rehire Robert Mueller. You know, I had that dream at one point, and not to make you hopeless. Hopeless. uh, (laughs) But I don't think they have that resolve, and that's what I was saying earlier. I worry now. Mm. I hope this will be... They'll go the way of Watergate, but I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, there have been a number of really good jumping off points for the Republicans lately uh, with Donald Trump, not the least of which 
is the endorsement of Roy Moore. And I do know that that has divided the Republican Party, Mm -hmm. by the way, again, further as if they weren't already. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's just the the timing of this is is incredible. Uh, You know, but the the Republican Party is going to continue to defend him. And and allow this. There have been jumping off boards. They haven't taken them. I'm starting, and and this wasn't the only one. And I'm starting to wonder if they're ever going to take them. Uh, if this were Watergate, they would have done so by now. Yeah. Well, there are uh, a few, I think, stopgap mechanisms in place. One of which is. I want to think the generals will stand up to Donald Trump if he goes to fire Robert Mueller. Mm -hmm. Because what we're talking Mm -hmm. about here in Robert Mueller is we're not only talking about a a widely respected prosecutor and former director of the FBI, one that is respected across both sides of the aisle, but also who is a a, a Marine and a Vietnam veteran, a decorated Vietnam veteran. Combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in combat. And I don't even think the generals will allow him to be fired. And I'm talking about (laughs) Mattis McCormick. McMaster and Kelly. I think mm-hmm. uh, what we heard about a, a couple of months ago was that those three, those three generals inside the White House have formed a, a kind of a suicide pact where if one of them is threatened by Donald Trump, then all of them will threaten to resign. I'd like to think that they would behave the same way to defend Robert Mueller. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I hope so. And and Trump does listen to these generals. He sees them yeah. as his. He sees them as his peers. Right. Uh, oddly enough, and and they may be even even though Kelly can be a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we may ultimately be thankful for his presence along with the other generals. Uh, and the Lordy, uh, I, I do hope that <laughs> that that protection is in place. That yeah. the generals do have that pact. And uh, would step in if things got that crazy. Uh, and meanwhile, I think Trump is being misled by his own attorneys into thinking this will be over by a New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and you will be exonerated. Yep. Oh, my goodness. How's Trump going to react when that doesn't happen? Yeah, it's going to be mayhem. I mean, it's absolute mayhem that is uh, is on the horizon in all of this. Now, there is one other upside, which is that. Everything that happened during the transition happened in Trump Tower, more or less. That's where mm-hmm. Trump was based, and that is in uh, on Fifth Avenue in <laughs> New York City. And you know mm-hmm. whose jurisdiction that is? Uh, Attorney General Eric Schneiderman of the great state of New York. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. And so at the very least, we have possible yeah. money laundering yeah. charges that extend right. back before the election. And then we have all kinds of things that occurred during the transition that are prosecutable. And I think if Mueller is, is fired, I think uh-huh. it's very possible for Eric Schneiderman to pick up the slack of Ooh. some of those potential yeah. charges and carry mm-hmm. forward himself. And Absolutely. Now, and Eric, this, Schne- yeah. Eric Schneiderman cannot be removed by the president, nor right. can any of his charges be pardoned by the president. What happens right. at the state level is, uh, separate, is, completely. Yeah, is completely separate from the power of the presidency to pardon or absolve. So that this, is yeah, this is yeah. another ray. This is another ray of hope that you just laid out for <laughs> right. us here because and, and as we sort of came around backward to but but still applies. Uh, the pres- presidential pardons for federal crimes do not apply at the state level. Right. Uh, so if somehow our justice system gets perverted and our lawmakers are already perverted in, in a democratic way enough, uh, there is at least uh, some 
uh, reliability still at the state level. Uh, thankfully, in New York, where uh, Trump has done a great deal of all of his business and and a good deal of his political dealings. Yeah, yeah. And remember, every election that happens starting today is a referendum on Donald Trump. I, I can't underscore this enough. This Careful. is going to be... Well, I mean, it's true, because today, I mean, Roy Moore is about Donald Trump, and then... Kind of, yeah. Yeah, and certainly any special elections that occur. I know there's a Trent Franks uh, special election that's going to be coming up, I believe, in April. Uh, and then on top of that, there's going to be another uh, election to replace uh, Al Franken next year during the midterms, and then, of course, the, the midterms themselves, where... Everything comes down to that. There is nothing more important than that midterm election, not only Amen. to blunt, yeah, not only to blunt Donald Trump's forward momentum and his his agenda, but then to also hold him accountable for all of these things. And if Mueller is fired, there's no reason why a Democratic Congress starting in the beginning of January of 2019 can't rehire him themselves and even go so far as to start impeachment right. proceedings. Right. So you're saying even if the investigation got suspended for a little while, it could resume at that point. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to be a little less... So I'm trying to be a little less hopeless about this. You're doing a good job, and you've helped me on this point in particular. I mean, I wasn't in as dark a place as you were about this, but Mm. but together we have you know gone over some of the things that that still allow us to be hopeful. That's right. So uh, so there's a lot of things to uh, to look at. Make sure that you go, and this is definitely a homework reading. Go go Uh home and read. Jonathan Chait's article, Mueller is in Mortal Danger. Read yes. uh, read E.J. Dion's piece, Attacks on Mueller Push Us Closer to the Precipice. That's in the Washington uh-huh. Post. By the way, yeah. Jonathan Chait is in New York Magazine. Go read those two pieces, and that'll get you fully schooled on what we're talking about in terms of the ramifications. And it's the, ominous. Yeah, and the constitutional yeah. crisis regarding the, the, the firing of Mueller, because right. it's going to get really sticky here in the coming months. And, and whether that leads to a positive outcome or not, that's a completely different story but what we know is that donald trump is just going to go indiscriminately batshit over the next couple of months at least if not going going further and further because i think once he starts that downward descent it doesn't end until something breaks either he resigns or he's impeached or i mean he could get driven out during the primaries i mean it's entirely possible that he runs in 2020 and he could get primaried out of re-election chances in, uh, in 2019, 2020, because sure. he's going to have primary challengers. Right. I don't, I don't, I see, don't talk that way. I don't want him to make it that far. <laughs> right. Right. But I was just saying, as, as, a, as, a, as a catch-all, as a stopgap, there's, right. there's right. always that. I mean, John Kasich could actually primary challenge Donald Trump. J- James <laughs> Comey could primary challenge Donald Trump and actually win more delegates. And that Bob, would mean Donald Trump wouldn't I, be able to run in the general. I can't handle today's news, much less news from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we haven't we haven't lost all hope. Is there, no, 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 no. Keep an eye I, on Alabama. Uh, right. And I just want to, again, implore your listeners, some of whom are already politically active, this is the time to start recruiting. This is our best and perhaps only hope. Uh, you know, it's time for people to pay attention and learn what's going on. It's not as hard as it looks, as complicated as it right. appears. 
and it's so, so important to your life. What happens in Alabama, just because you don't live in Alabama, doesn't mean it doesn't affect you. It does. Yep. Please, please, please get involved. Recruit others to get involved. And uh, let's get on this thing. Yep, yep, absolutely. Run yourself if you have to. But I wanted to mention, too, on the Postmortem Show, which is coming up next, I want to talk about the new Patreon fee structure, which I think a lot of people have questions about. And I want to discuss that coming up because uh, I I think a lot of people are mad and they they shouldn't necessarily be as as mad as they are. They should just read Steve Mnuchin's one-page summary of it and it'll all be cleared up. (laughs) All right. That's coming up next. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to all of our bonus features over on our Patreon page. You can get there through bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. Also, go shopping at Amazon through our Amazon link. All right. See you next time, Bo. Bye-bye. 